Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following content is not suitable for children. George, we're going to talk about sexual pursuers and kind of five motives for sex. I have a question before we get into it. Last time you talked about teeny tiny blowjobs. <laughs> what were you talking about? Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. Just as we begin, please remember to check out Uberlube. Uberlube.com is where you can get this great lubricant and help support Foreplay Radio. Well, this leads us to the first motive. The motive that we have to want to have sex is for pleasure and you had said something about the clitoris, and I was trying to make the point that if men could think about giving oral sex like a teeny tiny blowjob, they would understand kind of better how to do it. Uh, maybe that doesn't make as much sense, but the clitoris has a glands, just like the mm -hmm. penis has a glands, and that's her very, very most sensitive spot. So it's kind of like a pea, very sensitive there. And so when he's thinking about giving her oral sex, I mean, he kind of has to think about the structure of the clitoris. And that was the way it was described to me. A, a patient, his wife told him about that and it like made all the sense in the world and maybe it didn't make all the sense in the world in the last podcast, but kept people listening. So you're saying he should be giving her a little teeny tiny blowjobs down there. His idea of that was helpful? Yes. Very helpful. I think because he, he began to think about the clitoris as analogous to the penis. Mm -hmm. I think men often don't know where they are, they don't know what they're doing, and sometimes don't even know where the clitoris is, right? They don't look, uh, and women don't show them, so definitely for better pleasure. She's gotta show, he's gotta look, and figure that out. All right, I got it in my data bank now, a teeny tiny blowjob. <laughs> Thank you. How many times are you gonna say that in this podcast? <laughs> okay, other motive for sex. So, you know, I, I tend to think that any motive for sex is positive and healthy. Anything that draws us toward our partner is good. Mm -hmm. um, and certainly, but sometimes it gets messed up. So there's pleasure, there's intimacy. You know, sometimes we have sex just to express love and feel bonded with our partner. We want to feel close we want to feel close physically, but also intimately. There's, there's just nothing so intimate as sex. For my organized brain, let's give me the five okay. motives and then we can break them down. Okay. 
So there's pleasure, okay, intimacy, approval, coping, and procreation. All right. So, so the, we started off talking about pleasure. Right. So with your pleasure, you're talking about more the physical side of sex, right? The sensations, your body being more engaged and present. Yeah. And I think sometimes if pleasure is the only motive, maybe then... Because mechanical? Uh, it becomes mechanical, right? Okay. Or not relational. Uh, and, you know, there are people out there that maybe just in hookups, that's all they want. They just want a moment of release. They just, you know, want to have an orgasm. They don't know or care about this partner. And for them, that's their motive. In a relationship, I, I think it's probably more complicated than that. But it's fine to just sometimes, right? Just say, yes, yeah, I, just I, I love that. Do it. Yeah, you're highlighting there are different types of sex at different times when we might emphasize one of these more than others. But as I really want to invite our listeners to think about these five motives and think about how important are each of these to you. And if some are not, maybe they, how do you find ways of? bring in more of that because i think the most the more range you have with these five the more vitality you're going to have in your sex life people just want us to go back and talk about the teeny tiny right i think it's all of it like well, okay just to, before we move away from pleasure right that that idea of it being not just about the orgasm right that's part of the pleasure but just having your body more engaged, the different types of touch, sensual, erotic. There's so many different ways of really kind of increasing the, our range of kind of pleasurable activities in sex. If you think about pre-sex, the foreplay, sex itself, after sex, the afterglow. I mean, there's just so much pleasure that we could actually really think about and, and find ways of bringing more of that. I'd love in another podcast, Laurie, to do like a, a real thorough way of assessing these, these different motives and how we could kind of find ways of introducing more of it into our love lives. All of it, all the skin on skin contact, you know, just the naked skin to naked skin, warmth, all of that releases oxytocin too, which makes us feel connected to our partner pleasure is a is a great motive for sex but mm -hmm. i think what you're expanding is it, it doesn't just have to end in orgasm there's stroking and touching and lying together and things that are all good and, yeah. and bring a sense playing of and laughing and intimacy intimacy you know expressing love closeness something that i'm only doing with my partner it's kind of the secret world uh, mm -hmm. that only he and i share so that's around professing love, the importance of your emotional bond, feeling safe, feeling this might feel spiritual for people, being part yes. of something bigger than themselves. Absolutely. Right? So often great lovers talk about this vulnerability, this, this sense of kind of deep connection, how important this really is to, to sex. And I think that sometimes, especially in a female body, you know, if you're not driven as much by hormones, the desire to make love to your partner does come from this desire for connection and intimacy. You know, and I think men are driven more by hormones and what their body feels. So they have the edge on being motivated for pleasure. And sometimes they express disappointment. Well, she just wants to do it because she loves me. She just wants to do it because it'll all feel good or something. And I'm like, you know, 
anything to me that she's starting out of a place of love is a gift, especially knowing that her body will probably catch up. It makes sense why men want their partners to start with mutual desire, but that's not always super realistic. And that willingness to just engage, even if you're not, that really is a true sign of love that you're hoping your body's going to kind of get warmed up after kind of, but starting off saying, Hey, I'm willing to do this is a pretty, is a gift. And I think that therapists often want to talk about intimacy as the end result of sex, that this is the goal of sex. And it is certainly, but the research really shows that insecure attachment, pleasure, and intimacy are kind of the, the two main motives that draw people together and fuel the sexual cycle. So it's important, yes. That it the sexual positive cycle? The sexual positive cycle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So as you're thinking about your relationship, maybe you focus more on the pleasure part of it then how do you bring more of this emotional engagement, this awareness of the intimacy? Or maybe your relationship focuses a lot, does a great job with the intimacy and, and feeling safe and, and connected, but, you know, is not so focused on the pleasure, right? This is a good way of just noticing which areas you might want to lean a little further into. Yeah. And I think that this third motive is about approval. Sometimes people have sex just to avoid a fight or rejection from their partner. I, I see this a lot for women when they're dating They know that sex is important and they want to be reassured that they're attractive to their partner. So they often have lots of sex before marriage, but it's often born out of this motive. Like I I want to get approval. I don't want to be rejected. And, and then because they haven't, they've haven't developed the part that is pleasure oriented, then they have work to do once they get into the commitment. Mm -hmm. You know, and same with men. I think sometimes for them, pleasure is easy, but they haven't necessarily developed the part that is intimate, that is reassuring to their partner and creates an emotional bond. So it's not a bad thing. I mean, sometimes, right, having sex just to avoid a fight or, you know, just because you're feeling a little anxious about the relationship. Yeah. Well, works. It's so important just to normalize this, that this is a motive for a lot of people. I mean, there are a lot of male withdrawers who feel pressure, right? They're, they're pursuing partner wants more and they're really doing it out of approval too. They are. Right? Mm-hmm. They just, they know it, it makes them feel closer afterwards. It takes pressure off. So they just want to kind of get it right. And you know that this is a, a form of, of motivation. And I think that even sexual pursuers have sex for approval means. Like mm-hmm. sometimes when the cycle gets out of whack, they're, they're motivated to have sex to prove connection. And so it, it's not even about pleasure. It's not about intimacy. It's like, can I know that there's enough supply? Can I know that you love me enough to do this? I, I'm not saying it well. I don't think George helped me. But it's like a frenetic quality to it when they are all about having sex just to get approval from their partner. That they're good lovers, that they're desirable, yeah. that they're attractive. But, 
you know, I, I think there's a, a little bit of a negative connotation to this, and I just want to balance it out that, you know, this this need for approval is also how, when it's working, you're going to feel confident about yourself, right? You're going to feel chosen. You're going to feel safer. So it's this, this that's what the motivation is looking for. It's like saying, if I have sex, you know, afterwards, the world's going to be a better place for me. I'm going to like myself better. I'm going to feel chosen. I'm going to like my partner more, right? So that kind of motivation, what it's looking looking for, I think, is is really healthy. I agree. All of our motivations work when when things are cooking. So we're talking about three motives, pleasure, intimacy, and the desire for approval. And let's come back from the break and talk about coping and procreation. We are grateful to UberLube for still sponsoring us. This is a fantastic lube. If you haven't tried it yet, please Check it out at uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay, which gives you 10% off. I keep forgetting to tell people that. They can support us and they can try this great lubrication, which is really, it's made out of a high-grade silicone. And, you know, I do all kinds of ratings on lubrications just in my work. And silicone doesn't get absorbed into the body, so it it really provides smooth touch, smooth intercourse, a great glide it's scent-free. It is taste-free. So you can switch from foreplay to oral sex to intercourse with no problem. Well, if you're using Uber Lube to enhance and relax your body, then it's just that much easier to open up your mind and expand your heart. And having something fun that makes sex even better, I would love for you to try Uber Lube. Support the Foreplay podcast and save 10% off your order when you use the coupon code foreplay at uberlube.com. We've done two Facebook Lives for our patrons, George, and we try to do that once a quarter. We try to send newsletters and give exclusive material, but it's really, we are grateful for people who believe in our mission to help couples keep it hot and help inform people and help them talk about sex, help them get better at their sexual relationship. Right. And partnering with us is it's really an honor to know people are joining us on this mission that this is a an effort to produce and for the listeners to put aside time and and we hope that's valuable but when when we join forces it's just a lot easier to get that message out there so we so appreciate the support both financial and just to make those ratings and to spread the word because Mm -hmm. our world really needs it it does and We get so many letters from people, not just patrons, that are grateful for what we're doing and say it's changing their lives. And so if you want to help us change the world, we would appreciate that support. And certainly this is something that our hearts are in and we've given a lot to you and you can join with us. So Lori, number four on our list of motives, procreation. We wouldn't be here as a species if that also wasn't part of the game. Mm-hmm. The need to produce babies and mm-hmm. offspring to continue our species. <laughs> Oftentimes, high motivation to have sex, even if the sex is not that great, sometimes during infertility issues. But, you know, sometimes people don't struggle with infertility. They just decide, right, let's make a baby. And they have lots of lovely sex. And it's wonderful. Right. So if that's one of your motives, that's a healthy endeavor. Mm -hmm. All right. 
Making Anything easy. else you want to say about procreation? We could spend a whole podcast on the problems that they can create when there's too much pressure and it's not working and you start throwing miscarriages in. And, you know, there's a whole lot here yeah. that, that brings layers of complexity, yeah. right? But to just to kind of highlight, you know, the the good intentions behind. I will just say I know when two of my children were created. Really? I, yeah. How's that? I remember the the night, the sex. Like I, I remember the first time I was a little confused. My body was a little mixed up and I thought I was about to start my period and I was actually ovulating. And so I, I told my husband, ah, oh, let's just go for it. I'm about to start my period. And we were pregnant right away. And then second baby was, I also felt myself that there was more difficulties. I had had a miscarriage. And so the doctor had said, you know, don't try again. And I felt myself ovulating and we'd gone through this period of infertility. And I just looked at my husband and I said, I'm ovulating. You want to go for it? <laughs> and so we did. And it both, both times I, I like distinctly remember those wow. sexual moments. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And I think, I think. Not that my children would want to know that. Gosh, how gross, right? They don't, they don't well, want to know that I remember the sex that created them. Was well, it fair to say that this is something that women tend to think more about because you are the one ovulating. You have to think about your period and the timing. And, you know, for guys, it's something we could do a better job with to really try to understand, you know, how that is an area to engage with, something that's on your mind a lot more often. Hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. I, I think if I were a man, I would definitely track my wife's period, you know, like having calendar. That would just be smart. But I mean, yeah, I, I think my husband knows those moments too, you know, cause he knew we were trying. I don't know if he remembers the sex as well as I do though. So it's not such a good strategy to, to get surprised and frustrated every time your partner's period comes. That is not such, <laughs> not a, such great a great strategy. strategy. All right. Write <laughs> a note down with this one too. Okay. Keep going. George getting benefits from doing the podcast track. You know, there's an app now, George, on your phone. Really? Yeah. You can just put in the period and then it tracks it for you. Pretty soon it'll predict it for you. So wow. you should do that. All right. Yeah. Day before the period, too. A lot of women really horny, just for the record. So take advantage of that, man. Uh <laughs> well, I, I appreciate folding this one into the motives because it's, it is an important part of the process that probably doesn't get a lot of the conversation unless you're trying to have a child, right? Mm -hmm. But even when you're not trying to have a child, it's still in the, in the, it's in the background there, right? It might be a concern, a fear, a caution, something that is, is, it would be helpful if we talk about. That's so true. That's All so right. True. Last one. Last coping. one, coping. All right. So people have sex because they feel stressed out. They want to escape their day. They, they want to have some good ending to a terrible day, right? I mean, if you have sex after a bad day, good day. All right. Yeah. And it's, it's fine. I think it becomes problematic when you're using sex that way frequently and your partner's not on board with it. You know, like, oh, you just, want to, you just want to have sex so that you can go to sleep. I hear that one a lot. Right. I'm like, Well, what? I like. Right. It's really important to normalize that this is a motivation. You're not wrong or bad because you want to have a quickie and fall asleep. 
I get the problematic if that becomes the norm. But that just to to give permission to everyone out there that if if your body feels that, like a little orgasm right now would really feel great to go to sleep, that's a healthy motivation to have. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, so many people love that. Orgasm in a nap, that's, that's beautiful. Mm. Or just to take yourself out of... I mean, whatever kind of frustration it has been, a day with the children, like suddenly you get to be a woman instead of just a mother. But somehow or another, escaping the stress is a great motivation for sex. Right. And you can see if that becomes the norm, why that creates problems, because mm-hmm. it's really focused on the release. And there's really not a lot of time in that for the emotional connection, for the intimacy. But all kinds of sex. You yeah. know, in a, in a long-term relationship, we're going to have all kinds of sex. Like you said before, last podcast, one in 10 is not going to be great. You know, so so what? You know, as long as you have 10, you know, and, and most of it is good. You know, maybe maybe it's just okay to, I, I think, I think relieving stress is a great motive for sex. Yeah. See the big smile on Lori's face as she says that. Going to sleep, man. <laughs> Works for me. Well, <laughs> I get even it. that, I I find that helpful. If I'm just taking ten sexual encounters, and one's going to be problematic and maybe not end so great, maybe another two or three are going to just be stress relievers. You know, then another two or three are going to be really focused on the emotional bond and the, the really that 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 affection, attention, and foreplay to really kind of make us. You know, and then who knows, maybe the other two are just some kind of focus on pleasure or erotic or something differently. But just to listen is to come up with a plan in your head. Like, what? Do, how do you mix things up? And it's okay if you want all nine to be one way. Does that work for your partner? Mm-hmm. Again, how do we have these conversations that try to get people as much in sync as possible? Yeah, I, I think the issue with coping and stress may be, Maybe if it's male and he wants a quickie because he has to get to sleep or he's too stressed out, she's probably not going to get what she needs. But, you know, she could use a vibrator mm-hmm. and it could be fast for both of them. Like, I think about a lot of couples would be very happy if they had Tuesday night quickie sex and Saturday morning long, loving, you know, wonderful sex where they take time to really feel and have pleasure and intimacy. I, I think if, if they were having sex twice a week, and, and I know that that's not enough for some people, but I really do not think I'd see them as clients ever. Right. I mean, the majority of people, if they had at least that much, they, they could get by. Yeah, I saw a stat that the average frequency is six to seven times a month. Mm-hmm. So that's one and a half times a week. Right. Mm-hmm. And that there is a slight decline in frequency as we get older, but there's an increase oh, man, in satisfaction. Do not give me the bad news. Listen, no, but you miss the you miss the, the second part news. of this. Okay. With the, the slight decline in frequency, there's an increase in satisfaction. That's good. That goes against the myth that it's all this hot young sex that actually old people are having the best sex. That's right. Right, because they are incorporating more of these five motives that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Right, they're being more emotionally engaged. I like to simplify it by saying what we we so often repeat on this podcast. It's about the brain, the body, and the heart. Mm-hmm. Right? How do we make room for all three of them to show up during sex? 
right? It seems like older couples are doing a better job of bringing their heart in, focusing on their emotional connection. They're more aware of their bodies, the importance of it more, be more than just their genitals, right? They got to focus on everything and bringing in that mind. How could they bring in fantasy, eroticism, whatever? That's good. I like that. So heart, brain, and body, George. So the heart would be the intimate expression of love that mm-hmm. sex gives us. So the body would be pleasure and coping. We release stress. We feel pleasure. And the brain. So the brain is really the approval one. Mm-hmm. And, and the body, of course, procreation too, I guess. But the approval is something's going on in our mind that we want to resolve. Some conflict about connection something that we are needing for security, something that, you know, will make us feel better about the relationship. That might be the mind. And I also think about it, maybe we're going outside the box a little bit here, but that whole need for mystery and novelty and different positions and fantasy, right? That just raises the levels of engagement in, in a relationship. And I think for a lot of couples, that's part of the motive, what they're looking for. What they're going to get from that is more pleasure. They're going to get more of a connection. But we really want to find ways of engaging our brain in this process. I also think what you said, mystery and eroticism and novelty, you know, that's also intimate, right? Because it's sharing myself with my Mm -hmm. partner. I mean, we have to be really brave to let them into the, the things that we think about that are mysterious to us or maybe having a part that enlivens us that we just share the live part with our partner. Right. I found it really helpful, Lori, just to zoom out and try to see a a broad perspective of different motives around sex. And we don't have to force people into boxes. You can do your heart, your brain, your body, you know, this need for intimacy, pleasure, relieving stress, the whole idea is to to explore, to get curious mm-hmm. which ones are really important and you really do a good job of, which ones might be really important to your partner that maybe you don't do such a great job of. Mm-hmm. And how do you find the areas to continue to explore and grow? And where is your cutting edge? Where, which one do you need kind of the work on? Is it expressing more intimacy or growing in your own body's pleasure and understanding your own body or what would make it better? What would make it better is a great question. Okay. Thanks for listening to Foreplay Radio. Keep it hot and keep exploring. And P.S., please tune in to our Patreon page so that you can catch the next exclusive episode and our next Facebook Live. We appreciate you joining us to spread this really important message. Call in your questions to the Foreplay Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833, the number 4, PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.